This episode is brought to you by Travis Bull Johnson, who is running to be the next representative for the 7th District of Minnesota. If you want to find out more, go to bulljohnsonforcongress.us. Mike Cohen. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, former VP Al Goy Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. First and foremost, allow me to thank Benjamin Daniel Morris Chestnut, the 13th for the kava I am drinking on this week's episodes. And allow me to thank Costco Daniel's Kirkland Signature, the 37th. Uh, for this uh, purified water that I got from Costco, Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. Little known fact, Costco is named after Costco Morgan Kirkland Signature, the 32nd. They just shortened it to Costco. So, Fair. Greek name. This is a Muddy Waters Media production. Uh, check us out on all social media platforms on all podcasting platforms or wherever you are listening or watching this right now and wherever that is like follow subscribe hit the bell and all that stuff and of course if you have not already done so head on over to anchor.fm slash muddy slash subscribe to become a member of the muddied mud people militia the mud, become a member be, subscribe to muddy waters and if you do that then you get uh, access to exclusive weekly muddy waters media members only content you also get a uh, an ad free experience on anchor and spotify uh, and you get a discount at our muddy waters media store which is at muddywatersmedia.com uh, you get a, a very wonderful discount there as well and all that for only $10 a month so sign up right now right now so as we know, the uh, Supreme Court decided not to release any opinions for the first month, for some reason. Um, and yes. then in the last week, they are just pushing these things out as fast as they can. One of the opinions that came out last week had to do with gun control. So let's go through a brief history before we get into that case in 2008 the district of columbia versus heller a very famous gun control case that was decided yes, on by the, the supreme court decision. yeah the heller decision the supreme court held that the second amendment secures the right to possess a handgun inside the home for self-defense purposes obviously yes this was after dc of course tried to ban handguns throughout the entire uh city the Supreme Court spanked them back into submission and said, no, you can't do that. In McDonald versus Chicago in 2010, uh, the right was applied against state and local governments. So not only could it Meaning be, that it was not... Go ahead. Uh, that it wasn't a city making this, but like also larger governments couldn't make this same yeah, rule. So there was a, there was a belief among... Uh, uh, among some that the Second Amendment only applied to the federal government. Even though it says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It didn't say shall not be infringed by the federal government. And in the amendment right before it, it, say, it says Congress shall make no law 
restricting and then it goes on to you know the right of the freedom of speech and the press and all of that stuff right and everyone recognizes that doesn't just mean congress it means everyone but for this one, which didn't even specify Congress, they're going, no, 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 no. That meant that the states and the locals could definitely do that. And the courts correctly said, no, that that right was uh, was throughout. Uh, and no one, uh, no one, including state and local governments, can infringe on that. Correct. So this last week in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. Is it Bruin or Braun? I've only read it, so... I think it's Bruin. Okay, is it Bruin? I think it's Bruin. All right. Yeah, I think I've only Bruin. read it, and I was like, as I was reading it, I, went, I don't know if I've ever said this word out loud. Um, the right was recognized to extend outside the home because, obviously, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Um, it's kind of there in Did the... Did not mean just in your house. Right. In a landmark victory... For gun rights activists, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled 6-3 that the 2nd and 14th Amendments protect an individual's right to carry a handgun for self-defense outside the home. And I know what a lot of you are thinking, and we're going to kind of discuss a lot of what they didn't say, but they did say in a little bit. So bear with us. For over a hundred years, New York had a law requiring anyone seeking a license to carry a concealed handgun in public to first satisfy a local official that he has proper cause. Um, a generalized wish to carry a concealed weapon for defense purposes was not sufficient to meet proper cause standard. So just saying, hey, just in case I happen to be at a supermarket in Buffalo, and somebody decides to bring a gun in to start shooting the place up, I would like a gun to stop that person. Is not, was yeah. not hypothetically, a, hypothetically, uh, was not considered sufficient to meet the proper cause standard. Yeah. Now, that guy who illegally uh, had a firearm and used it to kill people or try to kill people, they, were, they didn't factor that in. They did not, no. But you can't have a gun. No. In 43 states, observed the majority opinion by Justice Clarence Thomas, who truly has been dunking all over the people who hate him this term. Um, good yes. God, just like Tracy mcgrady right over everybody. Good God. The government issues licenses to carry based on objective criteria, but in six states, including New York, the government further conditions issuance of a license to carry on a citizen's showing of some additional special need. Because the state of New York issues public carry licenses only when an applicant demonstrates a special need for self-defense, we conclude that the state's licensing regime violates the constitution yeah and not just the second amendment no the second and the 14th yep second and the 14th yep question of whether the discretion that new york placed in the hands of local licensing officials was consistent with how uh, constitutional rights are typically treated in the american system thomas said we know of no other constitutional rights that an individual may exercise only after demonstrating to government officers some special need, unless you're a felon. That is not how the First Amendment works when it comes to unpopular speech or the free exercise of religion. It is not how the Sixth Amendment works 
when it comes to defendant's rights to confront the witnesses against him. And it is not how the Second Amendment works when it comes to public carry for self-defense. I don't know if I have it in here, but in his uh, majority opinion, he said, not a lot of people are walking or holstering a pistol in their bedroom or at the dinner table. And I thought, Justice Thomas, you need to meet more libertarians. Yeah. Because I bet I there are some it. that wear them in the shower. You're right. <laughs> but for normal people, yes, right. that's not when they when they are. And it violates the 14th Amendment. Uh, obviously, it, it violates the Second Amendment because it the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It violates the 14th Amendment uh, in the equal protection because it straight up says, yeah, we're going to discriminate uh, against people based on our arbitrary case-by-case decision whether or not someone has, uh, we're going to let them exercise their constitutional rights. Not you can't, but well, it depends. You probably can't, but you might. We might let you, but we really got to hear your story first. Right. That is a textbook example of violating the 14th Amendment. It would be like saying, well, <laughs> not everyone can vote. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's see if you really need to vote. I, I'd like to get to meet you first, talk with you a little bit. Then we'll decide if you, if you really have a, a, a special uh, a need to be able to vote. Or, that, that's, that's a perfect example of violating the 14th Amendment. Right, or, you know... Yeah, we want to have a rally. Uh, we want to have a political rally and uh, talk about, you know, ending some government program. Um, well, let's sit down and talk first because I'd like to meet you and talk to you before I let you exercise your free speech. Yeah, exactly. Each year, a coalition of public defense lawyer organizations, including the Black Attorneys of Legal Aid, the Bronx Defenders, and Brooklyn Defender Services, told the court in an amicus brief. Each year, we represent hundreds of indigent people whom New York criminally charges for exercising their right to keep and bear arms. For our clients, New York's licensing requirements renders the Second Amendment a legal fiction, which it has. Yeah. Which it absolutely has. They're telling you, yes, we can't stop you from owning a gun, but you can't take it anymore. And we're doing everything we can to make sure you can't really own one. In addition to New York... California, Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Rhode Island, and Delaware uh, all require residents applying for concealed carry permits to demonstrate a justifiable need to carry a concealed weapon. Gavin Newsom... Well, they they used to. <laughs> now, now they can't. Now, they now can. every state has to be shall issue. So, or not issue. Or they could just not require a permit. That's the other option. So do you think, do you think that the, I'm going to have to pull this up on my phone, that the California Attorney General accidentally published full list of every concealed carry member in the state to include names, home addresses, phone numbers, sex, and race of every member on on the state government website in retaliation to this decision? Yes. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is no question in my mind. For anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, I'll just say it again. The California Attorney General accidentally uh, publishes full list of every concealed carry member in the state to include names, home addresses, phone numbers, sex, and race of every member on the state government website. So anybody can go out there and see that, you know, uh, Bob Michaels from Redondo Beach has a concealed carry and whenever you see him he might have a gun anybody can do this which could lead to 
the triggering, unintended, of uh, California's massive red flag laws. Yep. That's exactly what that was for. That was a list for swatting. Yeah. And thanks to uh, the Republican turncoats uh, who worked with Democrats to pass the newest abomination of gun control laws, uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, although we're already hearing of other groups that are already gearing up. There are some far right groups who have said, you know, the data actually shows that uh, people who tend to have uh, progressive political beliefs are more likely to uh, to seek medical care for mental health problems, uh, which it could very well be just because they're more likely to seek medical care in general for that kind of stuff. It's not as stigmatized, maybe, or they're just more mentally ill either way, either way. or some combination of those things. But regardless, um, they're going to just start naming every every liberal they know. And, uh, and and calling for them to get swatted if these red flag laws pass. This thing's going to get DDoS'd so hard. So Everyone's going to be spamming it to, to set up people for swatting. It's going to be an absolute nightmare. But yes, I think the California Attorney General did it uh, as uh, revenge and also to try to prime the pump for uh, red flag law uh, enforcement, uh, which is, by the way, why uh, this uh, hopefully this Supreme Court uh, strikes down red flag laws as an infringement. I also think uh, that they will end up uh, striking down uh, red, fl- uh, striking down the permit requirement because if you read the actual wording of this decision, uh, they're very clear. Yeah, the government telling you whether or not you're allowed to have your right to keep and bear arms is in and of itself an infringement of the yep. Second Amendment. It may not be an uh, infringement of the Fourteenth Amendment. Although you could argue it is because it doesn't allow felons and, and people who seek, you know, uh, medical cannabis or things like that to have it. But even if it's not a, a, a violation of the 14th Amendment, it's a violation of the Second Amendment. So this was a very powerful decision that could be used successfully to challenge anything that falls short Any... of constitutional carry, yep. open or concealed, without a permit, without permission, none of the government's business, no registry, no nothing. And a lot of people are like, I don't think that this went far enough. Why didn't he just get rid of all licensing, uh, all licensing across the board? Or why didn't they? I don't want to say he like Thomas did it on his own. Yeah. But why didn't they right. do this? And it's the reasoning behind it is because they were there to decide on one case. And the thing that was brought up is, are these licensing requirements too strict? So what Thomas did, when he's good, he's really good. Uh, what he did yep. was he wrote, he was like, yes, these are too strict. Nobody has any right to uh, require you to fill out a license to, I don't remember the wording of it exactly, but basically he said, right. no, no government can ask you for a license to carry a gun. Shall not be infringed means no licensing. Yeah. That means that it is in there. It is precedent Yep. for at least 50 years. Um, and then... We can, <laughs> and then you have an end precedent where he says, "Okay, well, he said that we don't need licensing anymore." So I'm willing to bet that when the fall session rolls around, there is going to be a case where they are talking about whether or not you need a license to conceal carry or to carry a gun in public nationwide. Yep, I am. I I would take that bet <laughs> today. And, and it'll be it'll definitely be used to challenge them and and I believe and I think you probably agree with me that it will be successful I think that that I think that we are headed towards permitless carry and that at that point if we have permitless carry then I think the next step is 
uh, looking at red flag laws as a violation of both uh, due process, uh, unreasonable search and seizure, or, or uh, limit or uh, bans on an unreasonable search and seizure, and the Second Amendment. Um, I think that based on that decision, not just the decision that they made, but the way it was written, I think we have potentially a very, very pro Second Amendment court, which, if yeah. utilized correctly, can be a pro-criminal justice reform court. Yes. Because ultimately, you can't enforce infringements on the Second Amendment without having a uh, a reckless, unaccountable criminal justice system. So I, I see, I, I'm actually very, very hopeful about this. Yeah, I'm, ve I'm very hopeful about it. Gavin Newsom, however, <clears throat> not so hopeful. He uh, called not this- Not hopeful. He called this ruling a dark day in America. Oddly enough, not the only time he said That's that racist. last week. I am racist. willing to bet. I would, I would bet good money. I would bet good money that somewhere out there, there is a picture of Gavin Newsom in blackface. Oh, gosh. I Easily. I would bet good that money. Guy has, that guy has, I was a schmuck frat bro who did every insensitive thing I possibly yep. could in law school all over him that guy 100 percent, he blackfaced it at some and point all we need yeah. to find is the polaroid of it at some point that guy blackfaced we're gonna find it we're gonna find it and that'll be a truly dark day for him <laughs> for him and uh, i bet he can't even moonwalk so unlike the whole unlike potential 2024 presidential candidate yunkin um that's funny yeah he's talking about running and uh, well no not young not youngkin youngkin's the republican that replaced oh is young oh, okay youngkin is the one that replaced uh what was his name yeah um north okay youngkin is like that. northam northam ralph northam yes glenn youngkin's the guy that's in there now yes yeah. ralph northam okay yes. so Ra okay so glenn youngkin's the one talking about running um i think that would be a that's funny i think that would be a terrible move for him but um, yeah, terrible, terrible pick. But Gavin Newsom, who we know did blackface, uh, we just don't know where that picture is. Um, yes, he said, he's definitely done that. This is a dangerous decision from a court hell-bent on pushing a radical ideological agenda, coming from Gavin Newsom, and infringing on the right. rights of states to protect our citizens from being gunned down in our streets, schools, and churches shameful well that's a take uh and then of course on the other side of the coin uh biden uh signed into law the gun control bill that we spoke about uh after an agreement was made uh two weeks ago biggest news that came from that bill is the closing of the so-called boyfriend loophole which is a really extremely sexist ass way of saying that uh basically alleged uh, uh basically saying females can't be abusers That bill would ban anyone convicted of uh, misdemeanor domestic violence who has a current or recent former dating relationship with the victim from owning a gun. So I'm going to say that again. This would ban anyone who's been convicted of even a misdemeanor domestic violence, so which does not necessarily have to include actually like beating someone. Right. So... From my understanding, and I could be wrong on this. I don't want to. I don't want to say this like it's gospel. From my understanding, 
is if you have a domestic situation with your wife, more than likely it's going to come out as a felony. If you have one with your girlfriend, a lot of times it just comes out as a misdemeanor. So that's why they threw this in there. Um, oh, okay. But you're Unless not... you're a cop. Well, 40%. Um, 40%. Self-reports. 40% admits to it. The other 60% says, ah, she fell. Wasn't it 40% of their wives admitted to it? No, 40% of them. Oh, I thought it was 40% of their wives admitted to it. Nope. 40% of the people that were being asked, have you, you know, basically beaten your wife or kids said, yeah. On a sheet of paper. That's insane. Certainly none of that other 60% said no, even though they did. Right. Certainly. Because if there's one thing I know about wife beaters, it's that they're always honest. <laughs> and they they're not hypocrites at all. And they would definitely just fill out a government form saying, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that. They would definitely fill out a survey saying, yes, I beat my wife. <laughs> you know, the thing is about a lot of these, uh, these wife beaters and, and rapists and <clears throat> other types of abusers, it's the hypocrisy. <laughs> it's the lying. It's the lying. It's the lying. That's the bad part. <laughs> now, some of you might think, no, it's actually the the wife beating is the bad part. Well, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. No, I think that the uh, I, I think that uh, basically this says you know if you've ever been in a domestic dispute which there's never any kind of false claims there, right? Never. But if you've ever been in a domestic dispute um, and are not a police officer, you now aren't allowed to protect yourself. Right. And the wording is also like massively vague in a lot of other ways. Of course. And, you know, how long is a recent former dating relationship? Like, does that mean you broke up recently, like within the last, what, year? two years three years like how long ago was a recent dating relationship and what is a recent former dating relationship like hook up with a girl twice and then you're like okay or you hook up with a guy twice it works both ways i say girl just because that's my history Um, because they said it they said boyfriend loophole right so you hook up with a girl twice and then you're like okay no she's not my she's not who i want to date because of uh, a myriad of reasons um so you just kind of back out and then she's like okay well we were in a relationship now i'm going to now now uh what i'm gonna do is i'm going to say that you hit me and i know you own guns so i'm gonna get you red flagged you charged with this domestic and then you're going to lose the ability to have any firearms for the next five years yep just because you stopped talking to me and again this works either way like yep. either sex can be that shitty oh it could be a guy doing it yeah it could be a jilted uh uh you know uh, a jilted guy that you know you went out on a date with or said no to because that's the other thing right it's not hard to say yeah yeah we dated well, no, uh, you didn't date. 
you know, you talked a few times on social media, got together, she wasn't into you, and so now you're you're stalking her, and then you decide to swat her. And that's what red flag laws are. They're it, swatting. Yeah, it's swatting. You are, it, it's swatting with extra steps, uh, with, the, with the veneer of a court process that really isn't a process. Right. There is no, at no point in this chain... Is there any negative down any negative repercussions if this is misused, right? If the person do, doing the snitching is wrong or lied, if the police were too quick to believe them, if the judge was too quick to, to sign off on the the warrant with no uh, disputing proof uh, to uh, to try to you know uh, to, to give them the authority to basically no knock raid your house, if all that turns out that none of that was needed or that they end up killing someone or, or whatever. There's no negative consequence except for the victim of all of this. Right. It's a terrible, terrible thing. No, this is um, awful. The Senate said that when they uh, they wrote this, that they wanted the states to define it, but that just leads to more headaches in the upper courts and divisiveness across the board. It's going to be totally uh, uh, arbitrarily and capriciously enforced and defined in the first place. So, yeah, like in California, it might be, yeah, you hooked up with this person twice. Uh, that counts. That absolutely counts. Where in somewhere else it's you were together for two years you were living together for a year and that's that's what counts and that's going to create so many more headaches um on top of the fact that they're funding red flag laws for states now yeah Uh, my hope and i and i hate this i hate that this is the case um as long as uh status authoritarians are in charge my hope here is that it's the the Supreme Court. I mean, I hate that I'm even saying this, but that it's the Supreme Court who has to step in and and say, "Listen, this violates the Second Amendment. You can't do this stuff. You can't do it." I hope that's what it takes, uh, or I hope it's not what it takes. But I hope if that is what it takes, that it happens. <laughs> that it happens. Uh, I was very Heller was a good decision. Uh, Chicago versus uh, um, uh, McDonald was a McDonald. good decision, and. Uh, and Bruin was an incredible decision. Bruin is probably my favorite Second Amendment decision to come from the Supreme Court. And it's Ever. interesting because in the uh, in the you know almost 150 years or 160 some odd years to the day of Dred Scott, where the courts that same Supreme Court said, "Well, we can't allow black people to be considered citizens or people because then they'd be able to own guns." And 160 some odd years to the day, Clarence Thomas, the descendant of slaves, said, "You're damn right it does," and uh, and 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 drove that home. Yeah. I like it. No, that was that that was a huge victory for uh, the Second Amendment. Uh, that was a huge victory for anybody out there that is uh, that owns guns, that wants to own guns, that wants to be able to carry their guns, wants to have self protection. Um, Huge victory all the way around. The only question is, will Congress, both the Democrats and the Republicans in Congress, uh, screw it up? Yes. So, uh, but can the Supreme Court out-unscrew them up? You're never going to believe what happens. Uh, Folks, thanks again for tuning into this episode. And later this week, this weekend, be sure to tune in. Tomorrow, be sure to tune. That's right, because we're ahead of the thing. Uh, be sure to tune in this uh, tomorrow for the next subscriber-only episode. We have one every week. The next subscriber-only episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. And I know what you're thinking. 
well, how the hell do I get to watch a subscriber-only episode? Well, if you go to anchor.fm slash moneywater slash subscribe, you can sign up by becoming a subscriber today uh, for only $10 a month. You get uh, exclusive access to our weekly members-only uh, episodes, and you also get a ad-free experience on Anchor and Spotify, and you get a discount at the Muddy Waters Media Store, which is at muddywatersmedia.com. All of that for only $10 a month. Get your get your bid in. Well, it's not you don't really bid. You just give us ten dollars. Get your ten dollars in, uh, and let's start enjoying the truly premier Muddy Waters experience together today. We will see you tomorrow, and where we're going, we don't need roads.